good to learn it. Amen. Very, very well said. Okay. So, if Chas Hashem Mashiach is delayed, so the uh, ninth of Av, the fast ninth of Av this year, is on Matzoy Shabbos after Shabbos and Sunday, and there are some halachic differences this year because of the way Tishba falls out, and I just want to also go over some of the basic halachas. Uh, as Reb David said, we should be yitzah, we should fill our obligation of fasting by learning the laws of Tishba. There is a um, famous story that's brought in the book of Chabad custom. I know why it's brought in the book of Chabad custom. I think we have to actually copy what happened. But I guess it's in order to set the tone of what the fasting the fast is about. Um, the story is that the, uh, in some, some Hasidic circles, not only are they against uh, being bitter because of, not, of being, being sad, Sadness is not a good thing. But some, some Hasidic circles are even against being, being bitter about the destruction of the Besamekdash because they feel bitterness is something that's a negative energy. So there was a story of a great Sadiq who, in his, in his, in his, his name was Ebisol of Rizhin, and in his, in his shul, they had the following setup. They put a lasso on the floor, and anyone would walk into the shul. Uh, they, would, they would take the guy and then hoist them up on the rafters, on Tisha B'av, just to make sure that no one was mourning too much. They would, they would do this kind of kunz, this kind of joke, make sure that, that people would stay smiling on the night of Av. There were, uh, the Rishon so Rebbe, they didn't mean to do this to him, but he walked in, and without thinking too much, they hoisted him up on the rafters. And he said, he says, Hashem, you see your children, they don't like this yantif. Take this away from them. This is not the yantif that they like. You know, they don't, it's, not, it's not their kind of yantar. Take this yantar away. <laughs> it doesn't say that in the state of In Lubavitch, in the city of Lubavitch, they would also, they would throw berelach. They would throw these burrs uh, from, uh, from bushes at people uh, in order also not to, uh, there shouldn't be too much, uh, too much mourning. Um, so many, many people have tried to copy this unsuccessfully. <laughs> it made lots of people angry. I will say one thing, which is very important. The Rebbe, in, in several years, spoke about how important it is to use every moment of the ninth of Av. The Rebbe said it is an obligation to learn every single second of Tisha B'Av. And the Rebbe actually, one year, I think it was 1970, I'm not, I'm not sure, the Rebbe said they should set up, in 1974, they should set up a 24-hour watch. The people should be learning Torah the whole 20, the whole ninth of Av. And so it's, 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 it's on the one hand, it's a day when many calamities have happened. We're all familiar with many calamities that happened on that day. The first and second temple destroyed and the expulsion of the Jews from Spain and from England in, in the 1100s and the, the World, War II, World War I beginning, the, fa- the final solution being drafted, the expulsion of the Jewish people from Gush Katif. The, 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 the decree of the Jews in the, in the desert, that they can't go into Eretz Yisrael, uh, that instead they should wander on the desert, all happened on the ninth of Av. On the other hand, you can tell from all these things that we're going somewhere, that it's all leading towards somewhere. It's all, all, it's all leading to, as the Gemara Yerushalmi says, the Mashiach was born on the ninth of Av. So it's not just a... a, it's just a ninth of Av is not about mourning, it's not about fasting, it's not about the negative. It's really the point of the ninth of Av is that we sh- as it will be when Mashiach will come, the point of Nidavav is that Hashem will bring the Geula, 
And we'll see then how the whole point of all the calamities is all leading us towards this everlasting happiness and goodness. So if Chaz Shamashikh is delayed, so in, and we're not celebrating the Tisha B'Av with, with feasting, etc., there are still some things this year which are, which are similar to the coming of Mashiach. For example, usually the ninth of Av, when, the, um, uh, when you have the last meal before, um, before the ninth of Av, usually there are a lot of halachas, what you're allowed to eat, what you're not allowed to eat. You're never allowed to eat meat and drink wine, that meal. Throughout the nine days, you don't eat meat and drink wine. However, this Shabbos, not only is it permissible to eat meat and drink wine, you're supposed to have more meat and more wine than you do on a regular Shabbos. Why do you have to have more? So the simple reason you have to have more is because it would appear that if, that if a person has less, the reason they're having less is because it's ninth of Av and they're trying to, and they're trying to, um, uh, they're trying to mourn the base of English because it's ninth of Av. And therefore, in order to show there's no, that you're not mourning, you have to have extra to show that... Even it, after Even after Chatzos. You have to have meat and wine even after Chatzos, yes. So, so, so in order to show you're not mourning, you have to have extra. There was someone in, who lived in Yekaterinoslav, in the Rebbe's father's city, who, someone in his family passed away, and he had a sort of like a, uh, a peg leg, something that he, he, he would, and he would uh, wear, make it easier for him to, to, to walk. And the Rebbe's father told me he can't use it on, the, on Shabbos. After his father, he, wore it, he used to wear it all the time. But that Shabbos, after his father passed away, since he was time of mourning, he says it looks like you're doing this because of mourning, and therefore you can't wear that on Shabbos. So, so that's a simple reason, but there's a deeper reason. The deeper reason is, Shabbos is a taste of the future. When's going to be most frail, what, the happiest Shabbos? The happiest Shabbos, the whole year, is going to be the Shabbos of the nine days, the Shabbos Chazayim. Since it'll be the happiest Shabbos, and this Shabbos is a taste of the future, there's more simcha on this Shabbos than any other Shabbos. So that's why you... Huh? To enhance the anxiety. <laughs> it, it, it's not about anxiety. It's about that there's actually more happiness because Mashiach will come. We'll see how everything Hashem did was in order to, 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 to bring us to something really good. So we're going to see that since Shabbos is a taste of the future, we, we experience the inner energy of what the Shabbos is. Okay. Getting back to practical, practical halachas. So on Shabbos, you have to finish all the things that you usually learn, let's say you have a daily shiurim, daily things you learn in Torah, so you have to finish all those things before midday. Your chumish, tehillim, and tanya, and your shnayim uh, mikra, which you're supposed to really say on Friday afternoon, if you didn't finish it, you could say, say before mincha, you should try to finish all that before midday. What if you didn't finish it? If you didn't finish it, you have until sundown. Just finish it by sundown. Uh, usually on Shabbos, sundown shkia. You finish it all by Shkia. Aft, but in the afternoon of Tisha B'av, you, allowed, you have to learn Torah. As I mentioned, every moment you're supposed to learn Torah. What should you learn? So the Rebbe would forbring on the, Tisha, on the, on the Shabbos Chazain, or on Tisha B'av, when it was on Shabbos. And they would speak about, in Yonim, about, about some things uh, that related to Tisha B'av. By the way, uh, there was one Shabbos, it's also brought in the Book of Chabad Customs, how the Rebbe HaShab, it was one Shabbos Tisha B'av, the Rebbe HaShab said a mimer about the base of Migdash, about the base of Tishabav on Shabbos. When Shabbos was over, what usually happened, as unfortunately today we lost the great Chaser, Biel Khan, who was the Rebbe's Chaser. He was the one who would memorize the seven hours or however many hours ever spoke. He would memorize the whole thing and he would repeat it. So after the Rebbe Shabbat would speak, they would also have Chazar, they would also have someone who would repeat all the discourses. So the Rebbe Shabbat spoke on Tishabav. And after Tishabav was over, so the Chasidim. 
And they continued reviewing the discourses way into Tishaba. There is a there is a room to say that you're allowed to study Hasidus on Tishabav. There are those who say that a lot of successes that's not considered, just like on days of mourning, Godfrey's own passes away. That the custom is you're allowed to learn things of Hasidus. So in a similar way, on Tishabav, there is there, there there is one source I saw which says that you're allowed to study that, that, quoting this story, the Rashab, that you're allowed to study not just I say Hasidus, but especially Hasidus associated with Tishabav. Like the Rebbe said to learn, for example, the Tehillim of the Tzemach Tzedek, uh, uh, the, the, the Sefer Tzemach Tzedek on Eicha, to learn the inner meaning of Eicha, the inner meaning of Tishabav, the Maimorim and the Sichas that were said in relation to Tishabav. That, that for sure, you're allowed to learn. Because that's in Shulchan Aruch, you're supposed to learn Yonim about Eov and the, the things that are associated with Tishabav. So that's those are things you, that you are and have to learn on the 9th of Av. So, uh, we also do a Siyum, on the ninth of Av, as we do, we do every day of the nine days, uh, to trans- transform the day to be a day of Simcha. Now, usually on Shabbos you invite guests to your home. Yeah, usually uh, on on the uh, yeah. What is the seam on? So the seam could be on two masechtas. Either the seam could be on the Mayid Cotton. Mayid Cotton talks about a lot of, about the laws of mourning. The entire masechta. The last chapter. Especially, and which is the same as in the last chapter, uh, the 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 Sechta talks about the laws of of uh, uh, or the same Sechta Smachas Eved Rabasi the on the Sechta of the laws of mourning. Okay, so ordinarily on a Sulim Afsekas in the last meal you have the egg and the panaches. You don't do that this year. Ordinarily you sit in a low stool. You don't sit. You don't do that this year. Ordinarily um, uh, you, you are. Um, what? You have to eat it before sundown. You stop eating by sundown. No, but the stool thing you don't do. You're saying you don't. Even after before. Shabbos is to, uh, even after sundown, although you can't eat, you don't sit in low stool on Shabbos. You don't. You don't. You don't take off your shoes on Shabbos. You don't do any morning on Shabbos. Although it's so, it's a little bit of a contradiction. It seems. On the one hand, we're strict and we don't eat after sundown. On the other hand, we don't do any laws of morning at all until Shabbos is over. If, let's say someone uh, walks to shul, huh? Until the three stars. Until the three stars. Yeah. So even the suda masekas is different. No ashes. No ashes, nothing. You eat in a regular table. You eat meat and wine, and you can make a mezuman if you're eating with three people together, which you really shouldn't invite three people. Glad all they left. Otherwise, you get upset at this halacha. But you're not, if someone needs a place to eat, you can invite them. But but or you're not supposed to especially invite someone for the suma masekas, unless someone always eats your house, whatever. But otherwise, you don't invite. It's not, it's not a thing to invite someone, even though it's Shabbos, to invite someone for the suma masekas. Yeah. Okay. Um, 5.30 on Shabbos. Let's say you decided you are done with your meal. You want to come to Shul. You wear leather shoes to Shul. When you take leather shoes off? If you're at home, take leather shoes off. When you say Baruch HaMavdil and Shabbos is over, then take the leather shoes off. But if you are in Shul, in Shul you keep your leather shoes on until Baruch. Once Baruch comes, then you take the leather shoes off. Another important point after Tishbev is over, it's customary to Kiddush Levana. Kiddush Levana is supposed to be done with Shabbos clothing. So you should bring to Shul shoes to use after Tishbev to do Kiddush Levana with your Shabbos shoes. You're supposed to use Shabbos shoes to do Kiddush Levana. That's the best thing to do. Um, after Tishbev, on Sunday night, do Kiddush Levana, you're supposed to wear Shabbos shoes. Because, okay. Um, regarding, regarding, um, one second. Okay. Huh? Talk about, um, oh, thank you. 
So, so you are you finished Shabbos, and now you are putting on your, your, your non-leather shoes. You can't, can't wear leather shoes on Tisha B'av, and you go to Shul. You want to drive to Shul. We're not sitting on, on, on a high uh, on, on a on regular chair. So, I don't know if this is a chumrah, this is a stringency just for the Rebbe or for everyone, but the Rebbe would put a piece of wood under him when he would sit in the car on, on Tisha B'av. It's not our custom to uh, sleep on the floor or to, or to sleep uh, on a rock or something. That's not our custom. But, uh, huh? Really? I'm not familiar. Okay, but there were times he did. Anyways. I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so on Saturday night, Mayrev is regular. We don't say Vihinoyim. We say Vatakosh. We say, we say Echa and we say Kinos. You say Echa not standing, you say Echa sitting. And we say the Bracha, Beirimere. You don't have Dallah, but you do say the Bracha, Beirimere Eish. If someone, for whatever reason, has to eat, they do say Havdallah. And it's better to give the wine to a child. You can't give wine to a child, so the adult has it. But um, uh, you, if someone has to eat, then they, they, children do not do Havdallah. But someone else who has to, um, who has to um, uh, eat should do Havdallah. Okay, so on Saturday night, you're, um, you ate, you drank, you said, you said, you said, you said, you said, you said, and uh, you're, when you go to sleep, so usually you set up water next to your bed before going to sleep, so you should wash next to your bed. But since in the morning you can't wash past your knuckles, it's good to put the water out a little differently than you usually do, because you might make a mistake. You're not supposed to walk and wash past your knuckles. So maybe it's one thing people do is take the basin and flip it over the, the kvart. They don't usually do that. Uh, some people do that every night because they don't want the water to be uncovered. Whatever, do something, or put, put less water in. Probably the best thing is put less water into, into the cup. That way you'll remember in the morning not to wash Pass your knuckles. You're not allowed to wash, you're not allowed to anoint yourself, you're not allowed to use any oils, unless it's something which you're using because you have pain. But otherwise, you shouldn't use any oils or perfumes or anything else. You're not supposed to wash your mouth out in the morning, uh, even with, with toothpaste, to brush your teeth, you shouldn't brush your teeth on tissue above, you shouldn't wash yourself on tissue above. Um, also, when you change your shoes, best thing is not to, you, know, you don't want to, when you, when you, when before you pray, if you touch your shoes, you have to wash your hands. Best thing is not to touch your shoes and put your shoes on without. Um, Touching them, so you shouldn't have to wash your hands. I'm talking about on Saturday night. When you're switching your shoes, you know, if you're able to, not to uh, not to touch them. We don't have to wash your hands. No. So, um, Abdullah is Saturday, Sunday night. Do it all of Sunday night. If someone has to eat, right. Only thing you do on Saturday night is bury Meirish, the brach on the fire. And you read the whole thing. No, you just say Ber on Saturday night. And on and, 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 and Sunday night, you do the whole Avdallah. Right. You don't say, and on Sunday night, you don't say, and you skip some. You skip some. You don't do some at all. Okay. She makes Avdallah. Right. Right, no psalm, good. After the fast, we do Abdullah. Yes. After the fast, also, okay, I'll get to the fast in a second. So, we don't put on film in the morning. Uh, we don't make a bracha. If you, if someone is, uh, usually makes a bracha on their tzitzis, they're not married yet, 
they don't, brachan, they don't make a brachan tzitzis in the morning. So um, they wear tzitzis, of course, but you don't put on film, you don't put on tzitzis until the afternoon. I mean, you don't put, I'm sorry, you don't put on your towels, you put on tzitzis, you don't put on your towels in the afternoon by mincha. That and um, in the morning you skip the bracha, the bracha bracha only say when you wear leather shoes. So since you're not wearing leather shoes, you don't say it till the next morning, till, till um, Monday morning. In the afternoon of Tisha B'Av, you see, you skip the, the Pasuk on Nizay's Brisi, because Nizay's Brisi means it'll be a covenant. You don't want the Eicha and the Kinnus to be a covenant. You don't want, you want, it, you want it to be flipped. Uh, yeah, so you finish davening before Mincha starts. Just a few, 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 wrap up with four Maharalachas. Um, you don't do Pirkei on Shabbos. There's different discussions about whether, whether we do or we don't. The conclusion is you don't do Pirkei on Shabbos. Um, on Mincha on Shabbos, usually the Beryl says uh, Kaddish for Mishnayis. So you say the regular Kaddish Mishnayis on Shabbos afternoon noon Mincha. But the rest of Tishabov, you do the special chapter Moed Katan, the third chapter Moed Katan, for the Mishnayis. But on Tishabov, uh, on Shabbos, before Tishabov, we don't say we don't say Tachnon because Tishabov is called the Yantiv again because Mashiach will come. We'll see how it's a Yantiv. So in the afternoon of of Shabbos, you you don't say Tachnon by Mincha, and you, you don't say the Mishnayis Kash, the unusual one. Say the regular one for Shabbos Mincha. Okay. So I want to crop up a few more uh, halachas, and they and they are as follows: on um, best not to smoke uh, Sunday night. What else are we supposed to do? Just not to smoke ever. <laughs> I never do, but I mean, put him. Well, I'll advise you, but put him. So, that could Okay, on Sunday night, your the fast is over. So before you, before you can do Kiddush Lavana everything, it's good to wash your mouth out before you say Kiddush Lavana, because so your mouth can be clean to say, to, you're supposed to wash your mouth in the morning, so you couldn't wash in the morning. So it's good to uh, wash your hands regularly and to uh, wash your mouth out before you say brachas, etc. You cannot eat meat and drink wine until the afternoon of Monday. Until Monday afternoon. You don't, also, oh, I forgot to mention this, you shouldn't wash your Shabbos dishes either until Sunday afternoon, unless you have some reason you have to do it. I Otherwise... Always, <laughs> so you shouldn't wash your dishes on sun. Also, very customary to you know, starting the clean in the afternoon. Customary to prepare for Mashiach. Beautiful! Wow. The floors, yeah, yeah. They, they clean they the clean floors the house, yeah. on 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 Tishav afternoon to prepare for Mashiach. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Wow, I like that. Um, okay, what else I want to tell you? Um, okay, all the laws of separation, you know, husband and wife. Are in are, are in force on Tisha B'av, whether a woman is in either or not. That means not only is physical intimacy forbidden, but also all kinds of closeness which are ordinarily forbidden when a woman is in either, they're also forbidden both on the night and on the day of Tisha B'av. Uh, any, any questions? Yeah. Okay, so so on the afternoon of Sunday, you're allowed to catch up on your chitas, and but Rambam, you only do on on Sunday night. Any other questions, comments? Well, comment is that can't be shown that you know we have customers who not to say hello in the morning. So if someone says hello, you shouldn't. You know, I guess you can acknowledge somewhat, so you don't embarrass them. Right. Oh, in, in regards to what you said before about not, about, about the afternoon of Tishabov. So Ashkenazim aren't as lucky to have that custom cleaning the house. That's really cool. We have something else we do. 
Ashkenazim, what can what you want from them? Nebuch. Anyways, so we say Nachem on the afternoon of Tishvah. Why do we say Nachem after the Tishvah? Because Nachem is a prayer about Hashem comforting us. It says Mashiach was born in the afternoon of Tishvah. And that's why we say Nachem in the Mincha afternoon. Let's say you forgot to say Nachem. Forgot to say Nachem, so you could, you could say it in Shemayat Fila, you could say it in Ritzay, but you don't say the last line. The last line is Baruch Atah Hashem Menachem Tzin of Enyashalayim. That you only say if you said it in the right place. If you didn't say it in the right place, you cannot say that last line. If you're saying it in Rekha Matashavenu, you, you cannot say that whole extra sentence. Also, you've got to say Aneinu. You've got to say Aneinu, you say Aneinu at the end of Shemana Esrei after the first year of Lerotzen. Um, okay. Any, any other questions? All right. Yes. What if, um, <clears throat> what if someone intends to fast, but then ends up breaking it? What do you do with that? Very good question. This comes every single year, and every single time I always forget. Uh, the halacha is you, you continue fasting. You continue, tishu, you continue fasting. If someone forgets to eat and they eat by mistake, it happens every single fast. And I always no, forget no, no, that. I'm saying that like they eat by mistake, they continue fasting. No, no, not by mistake. Like so, someone cannot continue fasting. Okay. So they break it. Yes. What do they do is about not having done havdalah the night before? They should do havdalah before they eat. Uh-huh. If they have to eat, they do havdalah first. Can a woman do havdalah? Yeah. They could give the, the kids are not to have dollar. We discuss is not to have <laughs> All right, Chazak <laughs> Baruch. Yeah, yeah. So, so she just reads the whole thing, but she doesn't do the 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 psalmim. She does the whole thing. Yeah. 